Hello and welcome to this episode of Triggered and True, featuring renowned emotional health consultant, Laura Duncan. Thank you for being here and thank you for investing the time to learn how to take care of your soul. If this podcast sparks any questions, feel free to submit a question by going to triggeredandtrue.com, scrolling to the bottom of the page and clicking ask. If you would like to learn more about Laura Duncan, we encourage you to follow Laura on Instagram and Facebook. Also, a great resource for you to consider is the Compassion Method Master Course. This course is a deep dive into Laura's life work, the Compassion Method. The Compassion Method is a process that empowers you to learn to see and comfort your internal pain and to discover your true self, your true self, that beautiful, wonderful part of you that has been there all along, but has simply been covered up. To obtain the Master Course, go to CompassionMethod.net and as a podcast listener, you qualify for a $50 discount that can be obtained by typing in the coupon code PODCAST50. Again, that's CompassionMethod.net, coupon code PODCAST50. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Triggered and True. How are you doing today, Laura? Doing good. Excited to be doing another podcast. Yeah. Well, today is a is is I think a very fun podcast because it is an opportunity for Laura to get to share a little bit more about herself and her business, which we yeah, have not done sure. a lot of after 43 episodes. We we've <laughs> yeah. gotten a lot of questions along the way of hey, how do I go farther with this? Um, where yeah. do I go to find this information? And and what's the next step in this process? And yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely. Excited to share what we've been working on for actually several years now. It's kind of fun to share this podcast because it's kind of a fulfillment of a lot of you know dreams of wanting things to be created, to be able to help people on a greater level with the compassion method. So it's kind of fun to share. Absolutely. So for some of the listeners that maybe haven't listened to all 43 episodes, they maybe missed <laughs> some of the episodes. <laughs> they maybe haven't heard maybe some of the earlier, more uh, foundational episodes. Why don't we just, could you just briefly share a little bit again, how you um, began this journey to develop the compassion method? Yeah. So the compassion method was birthed out of um, actually a grief process that I went through. Um, we talk a little bit about it, I think in um, episode seven, seven. Yep. Yeah. In episode seven, we talk a little bit about my journey in grief um, with my husband passing away in 2009. And when he passed away, I knew that I couldn't control um, his death and how that would impact me and my kids. But I, but I knew I could help the process in some way. So I kind of set out, some of it was not even as direct as it sounds now, because you know how like things happen, you know, multiple things happen, but in hindsight, you can look back and you can see, oh, this is how the compassion method was birthed. But it wasn't always like, I set out with like knowing I was going to find the compassion method. I actually started out not knowing anything, feeling actually pretty helpless in the grief process and most specifically in how to help my kids go through it. I'm a pretty resilient person. So I figured I would be okay somehow, some way, which is not true, but I thought I would be okay. But having four small children and hearing the statistics of what the outcome is for their lives when they lose a parent was just devastating. So it was like, okay, now they're going to lose a parent and then they're 
the trajectory of their life is statistically going to be terrible. And I just felt so sad that they would have both of those losses, losses of their dad dying, but then also loss of their life not being what it was meant to be. So I kind of set out to find how to grieve um, and how to process pain ultimately. And, you know, definitely didn't realize half the time what I was discovering along the way, because I started to get very um, into like the brain science of it and how, how our brains po- uh, process pain and like what we're meant to do with it and how it affects us. And so it was just this kind of ongoing journey, but it in hindsight, looking back, I can see how all those pieces came together for myself to be able to process grief and for my kids, and then to be able to open that up for ultimately the whole world to process pain and grief. Wow. I've known you for a long time and I learned something. Did you? (laughs) Well, from what you just shared, I just learned something. And I never thought about that as relation to, um, you know, children and having different outcomes you know, because they, they lost a spouse and how that was a motivator. I mean, yeah, I yeah, never caught that before. Yeah. yeah. But it makes because, perfect sense now that I think yeah. of it. But yeah. Yeah. Cause wow. I just knew there's gotta be answers. There's gotta be solutions. There has to be resources. In fact, I was looking more for someone else just to tell me what to do. And we just stopped there, but I didn't find a lot of resources that went to the deeper roots of things. I knew it had to be more than just you cry, you grieve, you accept, you do your five stages of grief. I knew it had to be more than that. And so it definitely was a journey to find it. And since I ultimately couldn't find what I was looking for, not to say that there aren't resources out there, not to say that other people haven't, you know, come up with processes and, you know, methods to process grief, but I couldn't find it. And so I actually became kind of like the guinea pig of it, you know, and then also my kids um, of being able to, you know, process Mm -hmm. what that, not process, but figure out what that looks like to process pain on a base level. You know, now we say zero to 12 years old processing that coding that had, you know, pain connected to it. So, you know, it was definitely a journey of trying to find answers and resources and just kind of transformed into the compassion method through that process. So what you're sharing and, and like you were talking about not being able to find some other resources that really connected with you, like you felt like they didn't get to the core, to the deep part. The yeah. thing I like about the compassion method is that it's so hopeful. Yes. It's, and I think we've talked about this with shame too, but whether mm-hmm. it's grief or shame, a lot of times the existing body of work that exists in the world today is more about how to deal with it. Exactly. That I'm glad that you brought that up. That was definitely part of my journey. As I was researching it, I, you know, go to forums or groups and they'd be processing grief, or I would, you know, read books or articles or different things. And almost all the things I read, it was like, now that this has happened, it'll always be with you, which is true to a certain degree. You know, with my husband dying, like I do have grief even to this day, you know, 14 years later at times. So it doesn't mean necessarily it's not always going to be with us, but it was more in the way that you were talking about. It's always going to be with you. You can't actually heal it and you just have to deal with it. And it's going to be really hard and you have to figure out a way just to get through it. And that felt so hopeless to me because like I said, I was on this pursuit for us to heal and to overcome the pro- the grief and the pain we'd come through. And so when you get all these kind of, you know, methods and processes saying, nope, you're not going to be able to overcome it. You're just going to have to learn how to deal with it. It is very hopeless. 
Well, the cool thing about what you have designed and the process you have created is it's not just about, like we talk about dealing with it. It's not just even about healing it. It's about more. It's actually about growing through it. It's about that your life can actually in, oh, this sounds weird, but in, in many ways, your life can be richer Yes. Because you went through this. Yes, exactly. And that is the fruit of what's happened in my own personal life, for sure. And in my kid's life, uh, we are stronger. We're more, we're able to go through things. I mean, I even think about, you know, one of my kids during COVID, when it felt like a lot of her peers were kind of falling apart. I do believe the compassion method and her own personal process of grief allowed her to actually be a leader during that time. And she would take out, you know, 10, 12 kids out and go backpacking and rock climbing Mm -hmm. and floating and doing all these things because she recognized what grief looked like and pain. And she recognized that there needs to be connection. And and she's also very outdoorsy activity movement when you're in some of those big emotions. And she was able to help a lot of kids go through that. And it's not just tooting her horn or even tooting my horn as a mom, but it's actually saying she was able to go through it and be stronger and be able to go through, you know, some of the things that people experienced during COVID and she wasn't moved by it at all. In fact, she just, she actually used it to be a catalyst, to be able to connect even deeper with some of her peers and for some of the kids that she was reaching out to. Yeah, that's, that's really great. So if someone were to ask you why the compassion method exists, you know, we've talked about elements of that, but just summarize why, if someone asks you, why does the compassion method exist? How would you answer? (laughs) <laughs> That's actually a big question. I'm like, why does it exist? No, I'm um, just easy. Um, the Kamash method exists ultimately to help us process through pain to come home to who we really are. And that's the, that's the root of it. You know, again, like you were saying before, it's not just the compassion method exists so that we can be healed of our pain. The compassion method exists so that we can walk through the doorway of our pain and come back to who we really are. Mm-hmm. So how soon after Jeff's passing and you started on this journey, which was 2009, how long before you kind of started taking some steps to help other people with what you have learned, what you and your family learned? Yeah. So I would say about two years after, you know, we were processing our own pain. I didn't have any big desire to really be out there, you know, you know, being, um, uh, not an expert necessarily, but, but being a person of being able to say, Hey, you know, I've gone through this. I feel like sometimes people go through really hard things. And then like a couple months later, they're like, okay, because of what I went through now I'm the expert. I didn't feel, I didn't even have the idea of it even becoming what it is today because I was just in, I wouldn't say complete survival because we were learning and we were growing and we were healing, but I wasn't at a place where I wanted to be giving to others for at least a couple of years. So there was about two years. And then there was kind of about two years where I was just learning and growing in it and, you know, practicing and, you know, figuring out kind of what I wanted it to look like as far as to be able to give it to more people. And it would be really about 2013 where I started to, you know, have an office and start meeting with people and start making it a lot broader than just family and friends. Mm -hmm. You also began speaking to, I think we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, but one of the foundational things you did was speaking to a men's purity group. 
Yeah, that was a huge one because you referenced shame before and shame is so connected to it because, you know, shame says what we do is who we are. And you'd all, I'd also say in reference to the grief, what's happened to you is who you are. And it feels so hopeless in those situations when you have, you know, sexual addiction, or if you have, if you're stuck in grief or in pain or anxiety or depression, it feels so hopeless. And it was really a hope filled message to this uh, group of men that was in, I think there's about almost about a hundred of them, you know, going through um, trying to find sexual purity in the midst of sexual addiction. And that was such a powerful place to begin because it was amazing to see people trapped and stuck in that for so long to actually be able to get roots of that, you know, healed. That was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you started doing, so at that time, so from 2013, uh, you started, you were starting to meet with people one-on-one -on -one, and you were also speaking, you know, to that group and probably some others. Then in around 2017, I believe you mentioned that you began doing some in-person workshops. Yeah. I, that's when I started doing more like group things. Cause before that I had spoken at, um, I had spoken at places, but I hadn't actually begun to teach the compassion method. It was more of me like having like a message about it that I would share. Cause I think I spoke the first year I started speaking, I spoke 12 times, which is pretty intense when you haven't spoken at all in your mm -hmm. whole life. And then all right. of a sudden you have 12 invitations to speak at 12 different um, places, which is really a, a great way to be able to share the message in the very beginning. But then I wanted to primarily do workshops where I was training and teaching, and that would be closer to 2017. Yep. And then those evolved to doing online workshops. Yeah, mostly with COVID happening. I started to dabble a little bit before COVID and just wanting to be able to reach more people than just my local community. And so then I started to do online workshops to kind of adapt to how our society was changing with COVID and not being able to do in-person workshops. Yeah. Yeah. And I met you in, in 2018. And one of the things that um, my first my first experience with you was a workshop. And oh, yeah. it's because uh, I couldn't get in to see you one on one because you had <laughs> yeah. a you had a bit of a a, a log bit of a jam wait there. list yeah a bit of a log jam which is a great problem to have but yet um, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway the workshop was very very valuable and as as this has evolved you know I have and you have recognized that people are finding tremendous value in the compassion method and we've been thinking through like how can we put resources out there yeah. to touch more lives. And the cool thing about the compassion method versus a lot of maybe more traditional like counseling, like I, I met someone the other day that said that they have been seeing a, you know, a therapist for like 15 years, you know, yeah. and I'm like, that's okay. But there's also part of me that's kind of like, what I like about the compassion method is it's empowering you to do it yourself. Yes, exactly. Like it empowers you to be able to take care of your heart mm -hmm. and to get your needs met. And it points you in the direction and then teaches you. Yes. And um, so that's, that's one of the things I really like about it. And with that said, recognizing that people are finding value how do we teach more people? How do you yeah. provide more value? Exactly. I so, was uh, having a very heavy, um, like a, you said, you tried to get in and it was really hard for the first 10, 
the first 10 years of doing it, I had up to a three to six month wait list the whole entire time and never stopped. Right now I have a little bit shorter because I've decreased my hours. I'm not meeting as much one-on-one, but for 10 years, people couldn't get in to see me. And I was working my kids' school hours, eight to three every single day which may not sound like a lot to the average person, but in the capacity of, of, (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of consulting and one-on-one time. Yeah. Yep. Back to back to back, you know, and then I leave, go pick up my kids, do the whole thing. And so it was like, it was a lot and I had the capacity to do it and I had the grace to do it for the first, you know, five years, six years. But then I started recognizing I can't sustain this forever. You know, I can't. And not only am I doing my max capacity, but there's still so many more people that want to connect to it. Exactly. I can only do hour for hour and that's a limited reach. So I started to think multiplication. How can I reach more people? Which was, that's when I started doing workshops to be able to help more people and train more people in it than I could meet one-on-one. And then it broadened um, when I went online to be able to help as many people as I could through um, trainings, workshops, trainings, and then now with the with the school that we have that we're going to refer to in a minute. Yep. Yep. And the the first resource that you you put out there that wasn't an actual live workshop was the master course. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about the master course and just kind of your heart behind that? Yeah, I'm really, um, I was really excited to release it. You know, I went back and forth, you know, trying to do it like extremely professional and have everything be perfect. And then I just realized, you know what, this needs to get out there and people need to be able to start walking through the process, whether it's perfection or not. I am excited to share that um, we are revamping it. We're going to be um, rebranding it and making, adding more uh, content to it. And we're going to just make it a lot better experience for, um, for everyone. So I'm excited about that. But I'm glad I didn't wait till now to have it be what it is, what it's going to be now, because we've had it out for the last several years. And there's been so many people from so many different countries as well that have been going through the course. And just, I mean, the feedback is phenomenal, you know, especially like you're saying, this is a pre-recorded, you know, uh, course that people are going through without me even tangibly walking them through it. And they're getting very similar um, uh fruit from it, even just doing it pre-recorded without me doing a one-on-one session with people, which just makes me really happy. Well, I think of when I first met you, I was very hungry and very motivated to, yeah, um, yeah I was very motivated to try to figure out what tech was going on with me. <laughs> and uh, I would have loved having, loved, loved, yeah. loved having the master course to go yeah. through. And so how would you recommend, like if people are, let's say they've heard a few podcast episodes and they're thinking like, okay, what's my next step? Yeah. Me personally, I would recommend the master course as the next too. step, even before yep. a one-on-one session or anything yep. like that. Oh, definitely. I think you get so much more out of a one-on-one session if you first had done the master course, because it lays the foundation for it. And it also allows you, like you were saying earlier, to start your own personal journey of facilitating it for yourself, because it is so um, directed towards you being able to do it for yourself. It doesn't mean we don't need help from others. It doesn't mean you wouldn't benefit from a one-on-one session with me, but you start to actually start to create it for yourself, which I think is so valuable. And without setting up um it's very user-friendly in the sense of we have you know exercises and the workbook connected to it so you can really start to do a practical application of what we've been talking about in the podcast so far you know i've said this a couple times but 
the podcast, this podcast that we're doing for you, um, for everyone that's listening, it's a free resource that we wanted to be able to start to invite people into the compassion method process. But just because you're starting to understand the concepts of the compassion method, that doesn't mean that you've actually applied the concepts to your own heart and to your own brain and to your own process. And so that's where the workbook and the course come into play because it actually helps you do the practical application as well as learn the concepts. So the workbook is available with the purchase of the master course, but you can also buy it standalone Yeah, on Amazon and you can find it also on lauraduncan.com. And the name of the workbook is... Uh, no great surprise here, but the name of the workbook is the Compassion <laughs> Method Workbook. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know, there is a lot of value if a person wanted to yeah. pair the workbook with the podcast because you oh, can yes, yeah, look at the titles of the podcast episodes and you can see as you're going through the workbook, like, oh, that would connect with this. And this would, yes. oh, this is talking about the 10 gifts. There's the podcast episodes on that. So, um you you definitely could do that as well and, yeah, and, and so learn a lot. I wanted to be able to offer the workbook, like you said, standalone um, by itself so that if you were listening to the podcast, you could start to do some more practical application of what we're talking about here. So if you are self-motivated and you're listening to the podcast and it's clicking for you and you want to go further into it, I would definitely recommend ordering the workbook to go along with it, re-listening to whatever podcasts that are referenced in it and going through the exercises. I would still recommend the course over just the workbook, but if in your, you're in a place right now where you either can't afford or it feels like it's too big of a you know, process for you, then what I would recommend doing is getting the work and starting there. But the, the good thing about the course is it gives you a lot more depth to it. And I feel like even though the podcast, I mean, we're, we're giving the same information in the podcast, I think it just adds a little bit more to it when you're actually see, hearing it being taught. And there's things that I haven't shared on the podcast that I share in the course, not because I'm trying to leave that information out, but that's just the nature of going, you know, more in a concentrated way of teaching. Well, we all learn, we all learn different ways. And the podcast has one style of teaching and one style of sharing. And then the course is going to have another style. Exactly. So you're going to hear similar material, sometimes the same material, multiple different ways, multiple different angles. And it's just going to help really, you know, drive that deeper. Yeah, exactly. So let's say someone has, you know, they've engaged the podcast, maybe they've gone through the course and they still feel like, you know, they're wanting to, to lean in for more. At that point, my recommendation, if they're specifically trying to, there's an area of their heart that they're having, you know, difficulty, you know, applying all of this to, I think a one-on-one -on -one session then mm -hmm. can be very, yeah. very valuable. I definitely think so. I think it kind of brings it all together. There is a deeper level that we sometimes can go to when we have um, someone walking us through it. And so you have different options. You can do a one-on-one -on -one session with me, but I've also uh, trained other consultants to be able to do this as well. And so when you're able to meet one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes we're able to see things that we can't see when it's just our own process, even though I think it's very valuable for you to be your own advocate and for you to facilitate your own journey. Sometimes we do need a little help putting all the pieces together, especially if there's pain connected to a part of the compassion method. You know, we break it into six different areas and some people can just breeze right through certain modules and certain parts of the compassion method. And then we sometimes get stuck on one of them where we just feel like we can't quite understand it or we can't quite 
quite apply it. And that's when it would be really helpful to meet with a consultant to be able to actually help you walk through wherever you're getting stuck in the compassion method. What I found really helpful about meeting with you one-on-one is that at first it was very hard for me to fully pause the trigger. So I wasn't able to maybe get out of my child brain Yes. To get into my adult brain to kind of work through even the remote control exercise and maybe to plumb the depths mm-hmm. of maybe, hey, where's this pain coming from? Like what unmet need? What yes. 10 gift? What 10 gift is mm-hmm. is 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 not being met here? And and walking that through with you and being able to talk through my specific trigger. Yeah was was great hearing other and again i didn't have a master course to mm-hmm. to yeah. look at too so i'm a little bit but i definitely enjoyed that aspect of it yeah and what i have found now is that there's times where you know we don't we don't you and i don't formally meet one on one anymore but a lot of times yeah. before we tape the yeah. podcast we'll talk about life and things like that and sometimes i'll have a trigger i just had one the other day and I'm like, you know what? I should talk to Laura about that. And, but I just, I kind of worked through it and I'm like, I already know what she's going to say. <laughs> yeah. And I worked through it and I just kind of got through it yeah. and I didn't have, a, I didn't even feel a need to talk, you know, like mm-hmm. one-on-one with somebody about yeah. it. So that to me is the empowering part. Exactly. No, I love that so much that you are able to have it so thoroughly, you know, ingested, you know, or part of you that you're able to actually be able to do that. Even though, again, like you said, it's nice to be able to talk to someone about it, but you found that you didn't have to talk to someone about it to be able to work through it. Right. Right. And that just came with time and practice. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like most people are practicing with me what they're going to do on their own. Yep. And it's just me kind of, I, again, I don't, I'm not the one making it happen you're always the one making it happen. The person is always the one making it happen. I am more of just facilitating, kind of helping redirect a little bit if we're kind of going off in a different direction, you know, helping bring to light if there's still a lot of blame connected to what's going on or if we're getting stuck and not being able to pause. You know, it's more of just reminders more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. So you also have kind of moving through the continuum of the the compassion method journey like yeah. of the different resources that are mm-hmm. available. You also have a school. Yes. And you mentioned earlier about you have some consultants that were trained. Mm-hmm. They're people that went through the school. Yeah. And I've had people ask me like, you know, who is the school for? Yeah. And how about you answer that? Okay. I, I, I won't go with what I shared. I'll go with what you shared. I'd love to hear what you shared too. But usually if somebody asks me that question, what I say is it's ultimately, I really believe for everyone, even if you don't want to become a consultant. And that's actually what a lot of our students, not all of the students that have gone through the school have either wanted to or actually become a consultant because either they didn't want to, or along the journey, they realized that that wasn't where they fit, you know, like they right, maybe wanted... they have another job. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly though. Like, you know, some people think, okay, I'll just quit everything and I'll do this. But then as they're going through it, they're like, oh, I can actually use this with the job I already have. You know, I had people, you know, wanting to use it in their jobs, wanting to use it in their ministries, wanting to use it in their homes. You know, I had a couple moms go through it because they wanted to teach their kids the compassion method and they wanted to be able to get it so thoroughly for themselves that they could incorporate that into training their children, which I think is amazing. That's very noble, even if you're not going to use it to touch the whole world 
world, being able to give that to your kids is an amazing thing as well. So it's really for anyone that wants to be able to get it for yourself on a personal, deeper level because of the homework and the concentration of meeting so often and learning and growing in it. But then also for those that want to give it away and whatever that capacity is, whether that's an official capacity of becoming a consultant or just using it in your everyday life now. Well, I think what you said about it being for everyone is something I would uh, totally agree with. And I think that it will, the best way to learn is to teach. If you really, if you really want to take any topic and plumb the depths of it and really, you know, like you mentioned earlier, ingest it, Mm -hmm. learning it to a level where you turn around and teach someone else. Yeah. There's just nothing better. Yeah. You get so much more. And that's what a lot of the students takeaway was. They, the people that did come in saying, I just want to learn this to be able to be a consultant. They actually realized it was so much more for them first and it was for giving away second. And that's as it should be. The whole school is focused. I ping pong back and forth throughout the whole entire school, bringing it back to the person. Then how do you give it away? Back to the person. Then how do you give yep. it away? Because my desire was I see so many burned out coaches and consultants and counselors that, you know, they end up hating what they're doing and they end up, you know, you know, not wanting to do it anymore because they didn't know how to take care of themselves in the process. And so I felt like it was a disservice to train and teach people how to give the compassion method away at the expense of them feeling burned out and overwhelmed by it. And so I really set the school up for you to be able to be okay no matter what, even if you're dealing with hard situations, even if you're meeting with people, I want you to be able to, you know, skip out of your office and be okay because you've taken care of yourself so well, you're not going to be burned out. You're going to be able to have the energy and the ability to help others. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'll I'll mention it again at any point, if if someone is interested in any of these resources we're talking about, lauraduncan.com, look along the top bar and you can click on school. Yep. And a little bit more about the school then we talk about who it's for. What are some of the prerequisites? Because you do have some requirements mm-hmm. before someone can go. So we've talked a little bit about who the school is for. So for those that are interested, I know there's some prerequisites. Could you just talk a little bit about the prerequisites before the school? Yeah. So before you can apply to the school, you'll have to complete the master course. And um, once you've completed the master course, then you're able to apply for the school. Okay. And the school is, how how long is the school? So the school is six months. Um, well, it's actually nine months, um, but it's three months of intensive every single week. Then we break it down to um, twice a month, and then we break it down to once a month. So it's progressively kind of having a concentrated first part of it and then progressively decreasing the time that we're spending together, but we'll still have homework and we'll still be doing the school. It's just, I want people to be as independent as they can through the process. So it's a nine months, but it starts out with three months intensive, three months, twice a month. And then the last three months is just once a month. Yeah. And like how, how, how many just weekly meeting weekly? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So every once a week, for the first three months and we meet weekly there's homework there's a facebook group that you're part of um to create community and connection and then um yeah that's that's about it yeah and is it about two hours um yeah it's two hours once a week yeah. 
So just to summarize what Laura said, so the school is for the first three months meets once a week, two hours yep. each week. And then for the next three months, it meets twice a month for two yes. hours uh, in the evenings. And then it goes to just once a month for the next three months. Yeah, exactly. And what time of day typically have you been? Um, we usually do five to seven Pacific Standard Time. That's what we've been doing. And that's probably what we'll continue to be doing. You know what, really? So I am a graduate of one of the years of the school. Uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I can't, when did I take the school? Was it like a year ago? Last year, yeah. Yeah, last year. <laughs> so I I uh, am a graduate. And one of the things that I thought was really profound is that there were students, I think there was two in my class that were overseas in different, yeah. very different time zones. And they yep. did it in the middle of the night. I know it was like 2 a.m. for them. I would always yeah. look at them and be like, I can't believe you're on right now. But yeah, people and people from other countries too. This coming year that we're starting, um, there's also people from multiple different nation, countries as well. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, folks, this is live. Um, mm -hmm. So, but it is recorded. Yes. So if someone does miss or has a yep. some uh, issue that they miss, they can go back and, and yeah, listen. we record every session, and then we're able to go back and re-listen to it. And the really studious students re-listened every session anyway. They did just to be yeah. able to get it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know my, my aunt and uncle who went through the school yeah. were those really, really studious ones. They I was were. like, not always quite as studious as they were. They still <laughs> go back and listen to the sessions because no, they're they, amazing. Once, once you, once you've gone through the school, you have access. Yep. You have life. Oh. Just like with the master course, you get you get lifetime access to the course. When you do the school, you get lifetime access to those recordings. So that's really great to yeah. continue to refresh yourself in it. Yeah. So the school, more recently, you've brought in a second year. So you have a yeah. one year of the program, and then there's a second year to the school. Can you just talk yes. about the difference between the two years? Yeah. So the first year is the teaching of it. The second year is... Um, meeting with students and then being able to branch out to meet with others. So it's kind of more of like a hands-on, I'm helping guide you through questions and answers, opportunities to share experiences and for me to be able to help you become a consultant on a very more personal level with myself. And so it's, um, it's also um, having opportunity to access the first year as well. So you get ongoing education and you get me helping you walk through. Well, and you get guinea um, pigs. People. You get guinea <laughs> pigs because true. the first year students become your guinea pigs. It's so. true. It's true. And we just launched, we're launching for the first time this year, a third year. Okay. All yeah. right. So would I be correct in saying that we talked about how the first year would be really for anybody? The yes. second year would be more geared towards people that want to yes. do this as yeah. a, somewhat of a profession or a yeah. second job or however That's you want to say that. Our second year program, the last year's second year, which was the first second year, that was almost everyone on there. I think everyone was becoming a consultant and they wanted to have the ongoing help and support and education. So that's what second year would be for. So it's good to mention, and I think we we might have mentioned this earlier, that, you know, as far as meeting with people one-on-one, -on -one, there is Laura, but obviously yeah. Laura's um, capacity is limited because she's one person. But through her website, you can also get connected to the people that have gone through or some of the yeah. people that have gone through the second year of the program that are now trained consultants meeting with people one-on-one. -on -one. And obviously, there's a lot more people there. And 
I mean, I think there's probably at least a dozen people on your website yeah. um, that have done that, that are meeting And with they've completed um, both first and second year to yep. be able to be referred to um, through our website. Yep. Yep. So now talk about the third year. What's going on in the third year? Because I third think this is news to so me. Exciting. I don't even think I knew oh, there was a third oh, year. Oh, it's, yeah. it's due. It really just got released yesterday. So it's the third year program that I'm really excited about where this really becomes the hands-on where you're actually through the course of the year, you're going to be um, producing a tangible product, which means a book, a workbook, art, you know, poetry, whatever that looks like for the student, huh. but you're actually going to be publishing a product, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Start to finish everything. So does this include you? <laughs> yeah. So I'll be doing my book because I'll be in third year. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> See, we're doing well, good. We were talking about future resources. It sounds like there's going to be lots exactly. of future resources. There is going to be a lot of more resources. And then wow. in addition, um, a teaching opportunity. So that would be teaching your own workshop, which your aunt and uncle, I don't know if you saw them, they're yeah, doing that, which is so it. great. Yeah. And there's already some students that are doing it on their own, but this would be part of the school to help you walk through. If you've been stuck, if you've, you've been through first year, you've been through second year, you're starting to meet with people, but you feel like you haven't actually like really gotten out there to be brave, to work past just maybe one-on-ones. So then it would be a teaching opportunity where you'd either create a class or a workshop or something that I would be helping in addition to it, but you'd be able to actually have a teaching experience that you would produce and also a product that you produce. So it really creates the tangibility. And then it would be a lot more um, like I'm going to have guest speakers come in and talk more about the business side of it, you know, because people are doing this as a business, but that's not the strongest point that I'm teaching. I'm teaching yeah. the compassion method. I do incorporate business into it. And I do incorporate social media and marketing into it, but it's not my strongest point, but I want people to be able to actually have successful consulting businesses if that's their desire and to be able to support that. So it's, definitely um, going to be more of a tangible year, taking everything that they've learned first and second year and making it a reality, which again, that's been my thing this whole entire time is I want practical things that actually create a different reality for people versus just talking about healing or talking about the fruit of the compassion method, but actually to see that tangibly take place. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, that part you talk about the business that really, that really rings home. Something I tell people all the time, being an entrepreneur myself there's the work that the business does, which in this case, a consultant's work is the compassion method. Yeah. But then there's the business that does the work. Exactly. And they are completely different. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so. so bringing in experts or people that have had more experience in that is my I desire because I don't want to just, you know, say, oh, come and do this and then you'll be a consultant. But I actually want to help bring a lot more practicality to it as well. Yeah. Cool. And I want to no. learn too. So it's going to be great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's so many facets to it. Finance, marketing, all those mm -hmm. things. Yeah. We're um, all learning business structure. So no, that's, that's really great. So just to kind of summarize, you know, the different resources that are available. So obviously kind of the, the easiest launching point to learn about the compassion method is probably the podcast. It's a free yeah. resource. It's available 24 seven, just go click and listen. And from there, um, you can uh, engage the master course, which mm -hmm. again, everything is located at lauraduncan.com. And along with the master course, you will also receive a workbook. Yeah. However, if you want to just buy the workbook by itself, you can, and you can 
work through the workbook and and connect the those uh, what you're learning to the different podcast episodes that maybe talk about the topics that are in the workbook. Yeah. And uh, either way, any of that would be awesome to do before you engage with a one-on-one. Yeah, exactly. Then you have the one-on-one. And then if you want to go even further with it, we've got the school. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's come a long way since I first met you, Laura. So <laughs> it I'd has like come to, a long I'd way. I'd like to commend you for your uh, work to uh, expand, you know, give more people more access to your body of work. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's Dude. It's been quite the learning process and it has been a lot, but I'm grateful for the journey of growing because I've learned so much through it. And Brian actually has helped me a lot in the process too. So I appreciate your help with it too. You bet. Yeah. So, and I'm really excited to see what these future resources will. So maybe someday in another 44 episodes or so, we will do another episode about all of the different things. Yes. The third year students oh yeah. They're, they're definitely coming. Yeah. We've got uh, multiple things. Oh, and one thing about third year is they're giving back to the compassion method by helping create a resource that will be for the compassion method as well. So they'll be helping me do a yeah. project. So as they are able to receive it for themselves, we'll be giving back to the compassion method. So we will have lots more resources in the, in the coming year. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. And again, if you want to learn more about any of this, just go to lauraduncan.com and you'll find it. So yeah. thank you. And uh, Laura, anything you'd like to say in parting? Just that um, I am so glad that I can offer this to you. And if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been benefiting from it, take it another step forward, even if it's just getting the workbook and taking it to that next step, but keep pursuing this because it will be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, until our next episode, uh, goodbye. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of Triggered and True. We hope that you enjoyed it. As a reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, go to triggeredandtrue.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click ask. And if you would like to learn more about the Compassion Method, be sure to check out the Compassion Method Master Course, which can be purchased at CompassionMethod.net. And as a podcast listener, you qualify for a $50 discount, which can be obtained by typing in the coupon code PODCAST50. Again, that's CompassionMethod.net, coupon code PODCAST50. Thank you again. Goodbye.